Welcome to Conversations with Alan Wolper, a half hour featuring unique personalities whose ideas are on the cutting edge. Alan Wolper is an award-winning journalist and a professor at Rutgers Newark. And now, Conversations with Alan Wolper. In 1999, Leila Fanucci, a music teacher at the St. Helena Catholic School in St. Helena, California, in the middle of America's wine country, went shopping for some art for her home. But she was turned off by the prices, so she went to a Ben Franklin store, bought some paint and a chunk of cardboard, put it under an apple tree in her backyard, and threw globs of paint at it. She called the result explosion. She took it to the framer, who politely said, Hey, lady, you ought to let it dry first, but and that's what she did. Afterwards, she hung the painting, which was six feet high by five feet wide, on a living room wall. And the music teacher, who had never taken a single art class, started a lucrative career as an artist. She painted nine more that year. A first sale to a local Episcopalian pastor for $800, a pretty good deal, considering that she now sells her paintings for up to $20,000 a piece. Earlier this year, she had a one-woman show at the Walter Wickheiser Gallery in the Chelsea section of New York, a center of the city's art galleries. Her work is also being featured in a gallery in Morocco. And right now, she's uh, with an easel in our WBGO studios. Layla, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Alan. That was the best professional movie of life, going to the Ben Franklin store, huh? That was. It certainly was. Why? What, to give us an idea of what happened, how it happened, how Leila Fanucci, music teacher, became Leila Fanucci, artist. Well, I, uh, it happened by accident. I uh, wanted a big um, live piece of art in my home. And um, looking in uh, Petaluma and uh, Sonoma and the, the, the towns nearby, I couldn't find anything. So I uh, decided to paint one myself. And basically, I just wanted a piece of art that was large and bold um, and that had a lot of colors uh, and made a kind of a strong statement. So... Um, I went to uh, Ben Franklin, got my uh, an art board, and um, threw paint on it, um, and um, had it framed, put it on the wall, and that was my first uh, painting. And people came to take a look at it, and they said, my God, could you do that for me? Well, actually, I thought I was done at that point, and uh, uh, it was because of the interest of other people that... that um, uh, I continued on painting. I had a, several people um, ask me to paint paintings for them, and uh, so I did. Um, and uh, just you know, charge of materials and, and a little bit of time. And uh, the first year I was still teaching, but the first year I painted nine paintings, and sold nine paintings. Um, and then I thought, hmm, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can do this uh, as a business. It how sparked you, something. How much would you sell those paintings for? Now? No, then. Then, then? then uh, three, four hundred dollars. Oh, it could have been a bargain if only I knew you then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then when did when did the uh, Leila Fanucci suddenly become Leila Fanucci the artist? When did that really happen? Well, it was a process. Um, I painted for two years for family, friends, neighbors, and all that. And then after two years, I, I really uh, thought hard if I could try and make art a business. I know it's a really difficult business. Um, and so um, when I made the decision 
to uh, be an artist full time. I quit uh, my job at the St. Louis Catholic School, and I quit my 40 private students that I had been teaching after school. And so I had to let oh, 190 students know that I wouldn't be uh, back next year. How did they react to that? Well, they were sad because uh, they love music as as I do. And uh, but a lot of them had seen me painting in my breaks and all the time painting, and they knew they knew that this. This was coming. Some some of them did. And uh, so I um, I quit. And then after I quit all teaching, all music, I uh, woke up every day. And um, I think I decided that the first step is to get a portfolio of work. So What that, is a portfolio? Uh, I, in my mind, I thought if I can have 100, 150 pieces, uh, paintings, uh, and I painted my relatives, I painted uh, flowers, landscapes, uh, you know, abstracts. I kind of painted everything. Whatever came out is is what I painted. And took photographs of them, put them in a uh, binder, and that was my my portfolio. That was my portfolio. And at all, all the, the while I'm doing this, I'm still selling, you know. Uh, You're selling what? You're selling the paintings? I'm selling some of the paintings that I'm painting and the other paintings uh, I'm photographing and putting in this uh, in this uh, binder. Are you raising the price every hour? Or? No, but uh, uh, it goes up a little bit, yeah, every time. <laughs> but not every hour. And now you're no longer in Ben Franklin. I was assuming mm-hmm. you're going somewhere else. Now I'm getting really good canvases. Now I'm getting really good oils. I'm learning about all that. and uh, Still not going to school, though, learning all by yourself. All by myself. I'm experimenting. But in the experimenting is um, I would really literally wake up every day uh, and put in six to ten hours a day. It what was, time was that? I get up at seven or eight and, you know, I go straight through uh, um, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. It, it was just, it felt like five minutes to me. It was very, very uh, enjoyable. And uh, so I did this every day uh, for about another uh, year. And then when I had a portfolio of work, I um, a friend said, uh, it's time to get out of Dodge, and I, I like your work. Here's get a, out of Dodge. Get meaning, out of Dodge. What does that mean? Get out of town. <laughs> Take your work over to this art consultant in New York, and I have this name and number for you, and, you know, she may be able to help you. So, your weapon was a paintbrush. Yes, that's true. That's true. So I took my portfolio, and I took my 100 paintings, and I went over to the uh, consultant in New York. I, I flew over there and met her. Um, from Saint from California, right. from San Lena, California, and um, she um, and and that's where you know I, I talked to her a little bit about, uh, showed her my work, uh, and asked her if it was good or if it was bad or you know what she thought about it, um, if I could make a living out of it, and, and artists uh, don't make a living, you know that, right? Yeah. Oh, I I do know that. That's why I wanted to get some professional advice. Do and, people get angry at you by the fact that you never went to school for art? Um. No, I don't think so because I think a lot of people realize that uh, that there there is talents inside all of us. Some of them are taught, and some of them we have instinctually inside of us. And it's just a matter of bringing them out and working on them. Did you always feel you had that instinctively? I, I I've always felt I have a lot instinctively in there, but I didn't know in which way it would come out. Did you draw a lot when you were four, five, never, six? Never, 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 ever, never. Why not? What what suddenly makes someone decide? aside from throwing paint at a wall, mm-hmm. that they want to become an artist. For me, truly and honestly, it was that I wanted my own painting. And, and I never uh, thought, oh, I want to be an artist. I, ne- I was just kind of thrown into it by circumstance, really, honestly. But um, it wasn't something I chose. It wasn't. I didn't study art at all until after I became interested in it. Then I went to all the museums and studied all the artists. But I literally uh, didn't knew zero about art. But when you first started, you wanted to be Matisse. 
No, when I first or a version of that. No, when I first started, I looked at when I was getting my portfolio together. I thought, what is an artist that I really like uh, that I think I can you know emulate and do? And it was his colors. I really loved his colors, and he had some simple designs that I could learn from. So I started his some of his paintings, and I learned you know by copying his paintings, and then after that, I I took off on my own. Yeah, that's how I did it. And now. And now I, um, I am. Uh, I have my own studio in Saint Helena. Now you're starting Fenucci. Now I'm starting Fenucci. Uh, yes, and um, uh, I paint every day as well. I paint seven days a week. I've had five exhibits this year. Just got back from Toronto, and um, the one that we just we went to at, mm-hmm. in New York City. I mm-hmm. was asking some of the people at the reception at Walter Wickheiser, and uh, I asked this man from. Uh, from D.C. I said, mm-hmm. Who, what do you think about it? And she, he said, well, you know, it's really kind of exciting, and, and people are criticizing it. They say they could do it, but they said the same thing about Warhol. <laughs> 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 kind, of a, kind of a strange compliment, but he was, he was just mesmerized by one of your New York, one of your New York paintings. Mm-hmm. And, Thank that you. Was, and that was that New York exhibit, which, is, which produced a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Why did you do New York? Uh, why did I paint New York? Yeah, well, uh, suddenly you're New York, New York. Well, um, I have a wonderful gallery I work for in uh, in Chelsea, Walter Wickheiser, and uh, we were talking about the idea of working, uh, Walter and I were talking about working, uh, 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 doing a New York exhibit. I love New York. Uh, my daughter lives in New York. Uh, and, uh, and she works at the Today Show. She does. And... Um, uh, we we've been with her for about two years here and and taking pictures and I love uh, I love this city it's a beautiful city. Just a moment to tell you that our guest is Layla Fanucci, an artist from Saint Helena, California, in Napa Valley, and someone who has a secret weapon in her sales arsenal: the wine that her husband Rob makes in their home. How does that work? It seems like there's a little more of a marriage between you and your husband. It's a marriage between the wine that his family has made for many, many years and the Fenucci art. Explain that. True. Well, my husband's a tax attorney in, in St. Helena and Danville, but he uh, has made uh, a, a Charter Oak wine for uh, 10 years, started in 1998, and he's made wine with his grandfather all his life, Guido Riganti. And uh, so, Charter Oak's the name of the wine. Charter Oak, yes, Charter Oak wine, and uh, he makes a killer zin, uh, an amazing cab, and petite Syrah. And below the house where I paint is uh, the old wine cellar that Guido built, and it's uh, about a two hundred year old home uh, on Charter Oak Avenue in Saint Helena. And so Rob honored his grandfather by calling it Charter Oak Wine. So he's been making wine for ten years, and the upstairs was rented, and now it is my new studio. And it's an amazing place to paint. It's um, very inspiring. And Um, if you buy a Fenucci, do you get get a magnum of... Absolutely. What do you mean, absolutely? What of do you, course. How does that work? Well, if you, if you want, people it, want to know. Oh, well, if you if you buy a painting, I even have and will. Um, I put the painting that you bought on the label of Charter Oak and put it on the bottle, and it's yours. Sign it, and it's yours. 
Have have people just wanted to do that as well? I don't want to. I don't want to insult your painting, but I wondered <laughs> if they wanted to say, you know, I really want. I really want that wine. So I'm going to buy a Fanucci. Well, they know they can, if they want wine, they can get it. If they want art, they can get it. And if they want both, they can get it. So now it's uh, Fanucci and Fanucci. Yep, it's starting. We started that in May. We had a big Zen art party where we poured f- uh, six of his uh, wines, oh six, and we we uh, showed about twenty of my paintings, and we had a big uh, open house, and we called it Zen art. Do people buy before they drink? How does this work? Well, it works that uh, some people come in for the wine uh, and some people come in for the art. And we usually try to integrate it, but not always. If they're not interested in wine or art, we, we, we let them decide what they want. But if we're doing a wine tasting, a group of 10 come in. They go downstairs. They try the wine. Uh, they they uh, go, go around the grounds, look at the old press and all this. And then they come upstairs, and I have like a gallery-like setting with three rooms where they come and look at the art, come in the back to see where I paint. And uh, they have their wine in their hands, and they're happy. Uh, oh, they're really happy. <laughs> <laughs> we hope they are. How does that? I'm, I'm just trying to imagine. They go out. They they leave with two bottles of wine in their hand, mm-hmm. plus the paintings that barely can hold on to that if they're drinking too much. Yes, well, we can send it to them if, yeah. if they can't hold on to it. What do people like most about what you do? I think they like the original. Um, setting. I think they like the fact that, you know, in in the midst of so many beautiful, fancy, wonderful wineries, it's a very old, rustic kind of mom and pop type uh, deal. And when someone sells a painting for $20,000, I do not call that mom and pop. Well, uh... You uh, can call it mom and pop, but you're certainly not going to get a mom and pop from me, lady. But it has the feeling of that. It's an old rustic house in, in a little tiny town, and, and it's an old rustic winery. So you kind of have the feel of that. When you, uh, when you were in New York mm-hmm. um, with your, with your um, gallery reception and people were all these sophisticated New Yorkers are walking around looking at everything, mm-hmm. there was one painting I remember that you said you liked most of all, the one in Trinity Church. Yes, Explain why you like some, why that meant so much to you. Well, Trinity Church was a church that um, uh, I went into every day. My daughter was uh, uh, sick last month, last year, excuse me, last year, and she's totally fine now and doing well. But um, I stayed with her for a month, and in the January, the month of January last year, and I uh, went into the church every day to pray for her and to light some candles. And I love this beautiful church. Um, and so when I went home, I, uh, I painted the church and it was very gothic and kind of dark lines, which is something a little different than what I usually do. And yet there's a lot of light coming through the church and the buildings. And, uh, it's also the Wall Street area. So for me, it was really, um, it was like sometimes in your darkest times, there's always hope and light coming through. And that's, that's why it's, it's a very meaningful piece to me. Well, the people at your reception were talking about the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, right. all these different kinds of things that, they were, that somebody called the... Actually, it was a Chinese woman mm-hmm. who turned to her companion and was explaining to him in Chinese exactly how she felt. And he translated for me and he said, you know, that's a taste of the town, which mm-hmm. is sort of ironic considering the wine. <laughs> Yes, that is ironic. <laughs> so what does the taste of the town mean? What, is that, what do you think that meant? What do you think that I, she meant? I hope she meant that, um, I, I'm not sure, but I take it as that um, you can, when you look at the paintings, you feel uh, that it's part of, uh, of your city. It's a, it's a little bit of taste of it, a little of the energy or the color or the life. or you know, uh, it, it feels like your city. It feels like you're tasting your city. I would hope that that would be what they're thinking. I was wondering, somebody from St. Helena, California, mm-hmm. tasting New York. <laughs> it's fun. 
Is it? Yeah. Is Fantastic. it is, is New York is New York more of a place that you want to paint, or is there other other parts of the world, part of the country that you like? I mean, you you have your paintings in London, you right. have paintings of uh, Florence, uh, Paris, right. right, right. I love painting all cities. Um, I love painting Europe. It's um, very political. Yeah, I love painting all cities. No, it's true. I do. New York was really special because uh, you know my husband went to NYU and we lived here a few years, and Michelle lives here, so it's 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 special for us. It feels like home, but. I love Europe. I love to paint Europe. I love to paint. Uh, it w- is what strikes me. Is what I love to paint. What strikes you? Um, it just it depends. It, it, I have to look at the the photo and the picture, and and I can tell pretty much right away if I want to paint it, or I don't. But painting is re- painting is just part of the game. First of all, you've got to get your you've got to get your stuff out there to people to see. You've got right. to promote it. Right. In fact, uh, you had a neighbor that helped you promote it quite a bit, right? I had a neighbor. Um, Chuck Harity? Ch- well, uh, no, uh, Chick. Know, Chick, Chick. W- Chick was our, our, is our neighbor and friend. And what he did for me is uh, he didn't do promoting, but he took— um, He was a White House photographer. He was a White House him. photographer, and uh, I think from Kennedy to Clinton— and he retired and moved to uh, Calistoga. But he is a dear man and a great friend. And his photography, um, uh, he photographed my work and, you know, it just elevated it to a higher standard. You know, his work helped me present my work very well when I went out to present it to everybody. So it's really important to have this whole thing, this whole promotion thing laid out in front of you. Huh? Correct. And Correct. artists are so busy inside just painting, painting away that they sometimes don't know that. True. And th- that's a really good point because really, uh, you know, painting and the art part is one side. That's 50% of, of this business. What I'm learning, the other 50% is all business, is the marketing and, the, and you know, talking to people and, and networking. And that's the other 50% that's really, really important. Doing this. Yeah, this is exactly. Yeah, you have to do both, I think, to be a success. I don't think you do one without the other. There's so many great artists who just don't have the time or the energy to right. to promote to right. go to different places. Sometimes lay out your own money to promote to uh, promote your art. True, true. How, what would you true. advise them to do? Well, I don't think everybody has uh, the same journey. I think some people uh, are artists just because it's really wonderful for them. It's therapeutic for them, and they enjoy it, and that's that's okay. If you want to make a business out of it like I did, I, I definitely went in it to want to make a business out How of it. How many paintings have you sold now since 1999, do you know? I've sold 162 I know exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly. How I keep much? Track of how much everyone. money? How much money did I bring in? No, no, oh, we're not talking about. We're not talking about net. We're talking about, you know, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I wouldn't be able to tell you because this is for the whole eight years. I sold 162 paintings. So in the beginning, not as much as as obviously now. So the the the, the number I don't have. Like but 2008, uh, how much did you sell? Oh my gosh, I uh, haven't even figured that out yet. 2008, I think I sold about 24, 25 paintings. And how many of them went for $20,000? Uh, only uh, one close to that, one close to that. And then the rest, some of them were for 10, and uh, most of them are around 3 to 7 range. That's what's comfortable for people. Is that what people like? Yeah, who, I think so. Who buys a Fanucci? Uh, everybody. 
<laughs> Everybody. Like, who, you know, who buys a Fanucci? Someone walks in, I want a Fanucci? What yeah, they, no, no. What do they it, look like? What, they? what they're buying is they're buying the art. They look at the art, and they look at the... I think they look at the colors. My art has a lot of architectural design, which some people love, some people don't. If they love that, then this is this is what they want. Some people like um, the city. Like, I know notice a lot of Punta Vecchio Florences. Uh, I sell those right away. As soon as they get on the wall, they go off because people connect to the time that they were in the Ponte Vecchio in Florence and Spanish Steps in Rome. People love a connection to the art. And sometimes it's my color. Sometimes it's the, they've been there. And sometimes it's they love architectural design. Who do you get? You're getting stockbrokers these days. That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get everybody. Teachers? I, I get who? everybody. I just had a young girl from San Francisco, 27, buy a small 24 by 24 painting of Venice. And she's, uh, you know, she's just starting out. So I get, Why I get she, everybody. Was, she'd been to Venice? She, uh, uh, yes, she had been to Venice, and she fell in love with this little black and white painting, very small painting, and uh, she said, uh, I have to have it. And I said, okay. So and? I get all walks. I get all walks. I get uh, professionals, young people, you know, um, everybody, everybody. That is the voice of Layla Fanucci, an artist from St. Helena, California, in Napa Valley, and an artist who has made a living painting something that's almost impossible in America. I, I every time when I when I heard the fact that you actually were selling your paintings, a lot of my friends who were artists couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Some of them were very good, but they just couldn't do it. Some of them still had and they were in Soho, they had easels in their front in their apartments, right. but they right. never got to do it. Right. Why do you think that happens? Well, I think again it's that fifty percent of the business side that you have to work on. Um uh I do a lot of promoting. I do a lot of talking. I, I you know, I, I email, call. Um, I have a place where people. You're a, can you're come. a nutty emailer. I've, yeah, I've heard about that. You've yeah. heard about that. Yeah. No, I know to the point where you know it's it's probably uh, annoying to them, but um, I hope not. Uh, but I I do a lot of. Uh, I probably spent maybe two three hours a, a day on the business side of it, and then I probably spend about six to eight hours on the painting side of it. So and I do that pretty much every day. So I think it, you have to tap into that side that everybody hates to do. Nobody likes to do that side. But um, it's you suddenly in those, got very serious, by the way. Yeah, in those connections is how you how you do it. That's how you do it in the in the connections that you make with people. What kind of connections do you make? Just talking to people and, uh, you know, getting your art out there and making connections with uh, uh, different people and meeting them. I meet several people. Uh, you know, this week I'm going to meet three or four people that I don't even know. I'll meet them and talk to them and, you know, see where it goes. You still play your guitar, don't you, don't you? I do, but I'm studying piano, so I play my guitar a lot less. I play the piano about an hour a day. Every day? Every day. Do you think of painting when you're playing your piano? Uh, I think it's more like therapy for me. I I just feel, uh, I don't think of painting. Uh, Your fingers are going across the keys. Yes. And then something comes to you, you stop and say, oh my God, I got to go paint them something. (laughs) No? No, because I paint first and uh, and then I play to relax after. What does that sound like? What is a Fanucci? A Fanucci uh, tune sound like? You you have your guitar with us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't you just try it? Let's see how it works. That's not your best guitar. We forgot to tell you to bring the real guitar for those people who are really music experts and are getting nervous. Um, Lila left her expensive guitar out in California. This is her daughter's, which cost a lot less money, $100, right? (laughs) Right. Let's hear it. But I'll give it a try. Take my love, take it down. 
climbed a mountain and it turned around If you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills Will the landslide bring you down? Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can this child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? Well, I've been afraid of changing cause I've built my life around you. Time makes you bolder Even children get older And I'm getting older too Oh, I'm getting older too Will I Afraid of changing Cause I've built my life around you But time makes you bolder Even children get older And I'm getting older too Oh, I'm getting older too Take my love Climbed a mountain and it turned around If you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills Will the landslide bring you down? Will landslide bring you down? <laughs> now, why don't we have a painting of Lola Fanucci doing that? Do you have a? <laughs> did, has anybody painted you on your guitar? I didn't know you could sing. You never told me that. Yeah, I taught singing too. You taught singing, singing, and guitar. Did you ever think you wanted Music. to do that? I did. And. And uh, when you're teaching, you are. Uh, I didn't get to develop enough of that because when you're teaching, you're kind of developing in your students, which you should be doing. So um, it was more about, you know, developing the children's talent. Did your connection with Walter Wickheiser have something to do with music? Because as you know, we both know that he yeah. played with Bruce, Bruce Springsteen and he also did. with the Ramones in Brooklyn. And yes. uh, he was talking about his connection to you about music. You guys yes. have that connection, huh? We totally had that connection, uh, first Walter off. Wickheiser, to remind everyone, is the right. uh, the home of your paintings, of your New York of your New York exhibition. Correct, correct. And we definitely had that connection. Um, we also had a, a really uh, a wonderful connection from the beginning and now a really nice friendship. But um, Walter is, you know, when you land in a new business, it's a little bit scary. And so he's very smart, very bright, but he has a really great heart. And I think I connected to that, too. You think of you guys, you know, sort of going around with the paintings and just doing a little, you know, kind of a concert together? 
I'd do anything. I'm up for anything. Sure. No, I'm just I'm just curious about yeah. that. That's is really strange because he 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 does still play, right? He right. Still, he he does. still sings. Yeah, he does. Do you go around? Do you go around the uh, around your exhibit? Your around the studio and sing or how do you do I this? don't but you know it's it's I want a vision I'd like to see a vi- <laughs> no seriously I'd like to s- I'd like to get a vision of okay. of what you're like when you paint what you think about what's going through that mind of yours Well for me it's um it's the most amazing experience because um what goes in my mind is uh everything that's bothering me or everything that I see around the world uh uh leaves I, it's a very peaceful place so I kind of concentrate on the work and everything else goes away is there anything special? Is there any moment that you remember when you were painting something with yeah, some kind of epiphany, anything that happened that you'd well, like to share with us? Honestly, the, 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 the special part is the beginning to the end. And that's the reason why I'm doing this every day is because the wonderful feeling that I get when I'm painting, the only way I can describe it is like if you have a run, you're running and you're a runner and at the end you have that wonderful feeling when you've exercised. I have that every single moment of painting. Do you know when you're finished? I know a lot of, a yes. lot of, a lot of uh, artists. They sort of just keep, you know, messing around with the stuff with the right. canvas. A little right. of this, a little of that. I think I'll do more of that. Right, right. You know when it's. over? I know when it's over, and when it's not over. <laughs> when it's not over. Yeah, when it's not over. Yeah, I know that too. When you got to go back and redo the whole thing and start from scratch. You don't throw things when that happens. Or? No. <laughs> nah, you're smiling. They can't see you smile. But do you, do you really get angry when you don't really have? Well, you don't capture. Mm-hmm. The vision that you originally had? Is there something? No, I don't get angry because that's the whole process. That's the whole process. I figure it's part of the process of creating. When when pe- people in a, people in this country, mm-hmm. they know the Leila Fenucci is starting to get to know you, mm-hmm. but you're going outside of America. You're going to Marrakesh, mm-hmm. of all places. Mm-hmm. I mean, Morocco. I know, isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. Morocco doesn't know anything about St. Helena. They don't mm-hmm. even know about your wine. Mm-hmm. It's true. Why, why suddenly, how did this become an international thing? Well, I have uh, a, f- a friend that's a banker, and her sister's an artist, and her sister came to see my work, and she loved my pieces, and her name is Wafa and Amina, and both of them came several times to my studio, loved my work, and they um, asked me if, uh, the, uh, uh, they're from Morocco, and they asked me if I would um, exhibit in a museum exhibit for three months, um, and, and the owner is uh, of the museum is their friend, so that's how it happened, and I said it would be a pleasure, and they all came to my studio in St. Lena with their 80-year-old mom from Morocco, so we could sign papers, and and um, it was, again, a friendship connection, a connection with people uh, that got me this exhibit, and I'm very much looking forward to it. It includes leaving a painting in the museum for my lifetime, and it includes uh, painting with the children on the streets of Morocco for a day, which is uh, going to be a thrill for me. Well, you've been giving back to St. Helena for some time, haven't you? Well, I try. You know, I do my best. Some of that, some of that, some some of those Fenucci paintings wind up helping the school. The uh, auctions, I give them to auctions, and you know, I try to help as wherever I can. True. So you're, you know, they always wonder about whether or not the next painting is. It. Do Do you have any paintings that are hanging in uh, Saint Helena? In my studio? No, no, at the school, at the Catholic school. Um, no, because the paintings that I give to any of the schools is uh, they're auctioned off to private people. So people come in and, and auction them, and then the money goes to the school. About how much money have you raised? Oh, that I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. How important do you think it is for an artist to give back to the community? I think it's important for everybody to give back to the community. And, and why don't people do more? Well, I think probably, uh, I think you you have to give back when you feel that uh, it's going to make a difference. And I think maybe people don't feel, feel that way. But it, it's always important on every level to give back, whatever you can. 
when you're thinking about this time in your life, um, how much how much more do you think you have to to go out there and paint the world? And what do you want? Is there something that you still mm-hmm. want to capture? Anything mm-hmm. particular? Any kind of a of a portrait that's on your mind that you haven't done yet? Well, I think as uh, that's the unknown because as I travel to different places, um, I'll, I'll I'll feel that and know that and see that. I think there's a lot of places in the world I haven't seen, a lot of cities I haven't seen. So that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to see them and paint them. That's going to have to be the last word on this edition of Conversations with Alan Wall. But Leila, I want to thank you for sharing your art life with us. Thank you, Alan, for having me. Our audio art is made possible by a whole host of people. Joanna Walper is our senior producer. Inga Korsgaard is an assistant to the producer. Doug Doyle is the news director. And Thurston Briscoe is the WBGO program director. Until our next conversation, I'm Alan Walper. Alan Walper.